0: Does it seem like a never-ending battle when it comes to toys? It seems that this battle is for all children. So join us as we give you some tips and tricks on how to conquer this ongoing battle.
1: Welcome to the My Spectrum Life podcast. My name is Jessica and I'm an
0: autism mom. And with me is my good friend, Kelsey. Hello, my name is Kelsey and I am a SPED teacher. Um, I am so looking forward about tonight's topic.
1: I know it's actually one that's crazy and um, you know kind of fun. And yeah, I'm gonna be looking off a little bit. Um, that's my hubby that just ran down ordered our pizza a while ago and well two hours ago and they just showed up to deliver it so it's one of those awesome Mondays so I know that you guys are okay with that because hey
0: it is what it is it's 2020 right it is it's 2020
1: it's 2020 there's nothing you can say
0: or do about it
1: so the battle of the toys okay so I'm going to look over here and I'm going to uh, click this fancy-dancy little thing. Ha-ha, look at that. So we got a, a question from a reader. Uh, I know, a viewer. Not a reader, a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so, I was just, I was like, yes, a question. I love this. We were so, ecstatic. <laughs> yes, we are. We absolutely love questions from our leader. <laughs> Viewers. Viewers. Sorry. So she asks, when I first got custody of my bonus daughter, who's diagnosed with autism, she would play with inappropriate toys, shoes on her hands, socks on her hands, piece of plastic on her hands, just weird things. We got her off that and finally got her interested in actual toys. Now that we have a baby, we have a bunch of baby toys and she loves them way more than toys her age. She's way more engaged engaged with them. My question is, should I let her play with him or should I not allow it and continue to encourage her to play with hers? That is a an amazing question.
0: It's a wonderful, it's a jam-packed question. There's a lot to break down.
1: Yes, it is. Okay, so when we were thinking about it, the first thing that we thought about was to remember the saying.
0: You're always saying this, Kelsey. Yep, behavior behavior is communication so the behavior is always trying to m- communicate something with you and um we came together and we kind of came up with different questions just to kind of take a look at it to observe maybe she's trying to tell you something um yeah. you know is there a reason for playing with the toys is there like other than her being her siblings mm-hmm. toys like,
1: <laughs> is there yeah is there um a motor fine motor skills right. Um, that need to be developed that she can't quite get from one, from the baby. She can do it with the baby toys, but not necessarily with the, um, older toys. Right. Um, you know, some of those snaps and stuff. I know just thinking off the cuff here, um, there was a toy that we had that my sister and I had, I don't know if I had one, but my sister had one. And then I had my mom make one for, it's the old dressy Bessie. Remember those? And Dapper Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a toy that had snaps and buttons and tie and, um, zipper and all that on it. So the child could learn how to do that. And it was so helpful. Um, so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's actually, even though it's a, ch- a you know, a little kid's toy, it's actually very helpful for a lot of ages. Right. When you come to think of it. So that could be an issue. Um, uh, the next thing, uh, is, um. It, she's still getting adjusted to the baby. Right. Um, and it takes a long time for
0: <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Not just that, but also for any type of change, you know, right. with autism, you can, it almost seems like sometimes you need to multiply it by a hundred. Um, you know, some days that's what I think it, it feels like.
0: Right, and they adjust more slowly than others as well because they're not only trying to figure out how they fit in their world, and because they're already trying to make sense of the world that they have going on now. Right, and then you throw a baby in the mix who is not on a routine. It takes a lot of mommy's, daddy's attention. Mm -hmm. And wait, what about me? How's this? Am I getting? And you, you you probably she probably does have a lot of questions. You Mm -hmm. know, going on like wait, what about me? What um. How does this work? Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> you know, work? and even the different stages because right.
1: you know, at first it was a, a baby that needed to be held. And then even if the child's like a year old, well, then they start walking. Yep. Okay. So how come they're falling all the time? Right. You know. And so my, my two older ones, so there's a five year gap between Curtis and my oldest bonus son. I love how you put that bonus job. <laughs> um, I have two bonus sons Um, and so there's seven years between the oldest and Curtis and five years between um, Sam and Curtis. And um, so, you know, it wasn't as uh, different, but there was a lot of things when we, when Curtis was diagnosed with autism, Derek had quite a long time with him in the car. So I let him have some time to talk about all of those different changes and different things to expect on the drive up and back. So, you know, it may need to be some breakdown kind of, um, like that. Uh, the next Mm -hmm. thing we had was, um, to, is she trying to communicate with the baby.
0: Right. How often, I mean, she's maybe mimicking what we see because we play with baby toys with the baby, but we know how the baby toys operate. So, maybe mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out the toy so she can, you know, oh, mommy pl- allows them to pay, play with this when she cries. Let me try to help. So, she might be just trying to figure out how to be the bigger sister. And mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, let me figure out how this works first. And mm-hmm. she might just be interested in it, but True. you never know. Mm-hmm. Never and and then there's,
1: there's also the question of stimulation. Is she Correct. being stimulated? Is, and that you were talking about how to kind of gauge kind of know some different things about the stimulation Um, with like the lights and the sounds
0: Mm -hmm. um, to like figure out which one's kind of she's gravitating towards is she gravitating towards a certain color that she wants to see so maybe she's telling you that it's her favorite color Um, Mm -hmm. is she gravitating towards a certain sound right Um, or is it both what what is she gravitating towards specifically about that toy which will ultimately let you know that I need more of this, and you can find those in age appropriate toys. Oh yeah, um, not just the little mm-hmm. ones. You can know you could do Simon Says with the little light up toys if she likes the light up. Yeah. So now you're doing memory. Um, mm-hmm. If she sounds, you can play musical chairs and different mm-hmm. memory games of music. Yeah. Um, it, it yeah. She's it, again behavior communication. These are just questions to look at, and the mm-hmm. therapist also um, are going to ask you these same questions and kind of. Yeah. Ask you like are are you what did you notice? These are the questions that you're going to want to pick up and look at the antecedents that are causing this behavior. Like, yeah, why? You're figuring out the why. <laughs> yeah, that that way, and it's not going to be easy. No, no,
1: it's not and easy, but
0: trying,
1: <laughs> But it makes it helps to um, what's the word? It kind of helps to uh, when you start looking for the why it kind of changes your, your, perspective as a parent. It does. And you constantly looking for the why and taking a second and saying, okay, why did this happen? What was going on before that? I mean, I'm currently doing some data taking for, um, Curtis's, uh, ABA therapist, his BCBA for his behavioral plan. And we're starting to work on a new one to, uh, you know, to weed out those, uh, undesired, uh, Behaviors, um, and, and as you take the data, it helps um, because mm-hmm. you have to think of okay, started a, and you know it's it's about the frequency, what kind of thing we do, and so I have a chart I fill out, and it makes me kind of think about oh, okay, well maybe it was this, this, and this. Okay, it could have been this, and it starts me thinking, okay, how can I change what I'm doing to help him? Your
0: problem solving.
1: Yes. Hmm. And and when we can problem solve as parents, then we can help our kids problem solve. And it just goes better because ultimately, unfortunately, insurance doesn't want to have, you have a therapist. They want you to just know it. So we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, Another question we had to think about, oh, all right. Okay. So Kira says, okay, so this is, this is, um, kira who asked this she says we actually tried to give her a toy with buttons and snaps and she hated it and was constantly frustrated it as far as we know she loves her baby sister she always wants to hold her and will give we'll wait till we turn around and pick her up and carry her oh sweet she really goes towards the toys with music and lights okay she won't quite play with the baby though she will play in the same room with her but turn her back and play with the toy which However, is that is a step up because she won't play with toys near other kids. Her that's
0: kids. really good. That is actually that really is good. good. That is really
1: that good. Is. Um, okay.
0: That's normal because um, those with autism, by the way, Kira. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry At for this. Kira, Kyra, we
1: hope we're saying it right.
0: Yeah. Um. That um. joint intention is taught with those with mm-hmm. kids with autism. It, and joint intention is talking about like Jessica and I right now have joint attention we are responding back to one another. We're actually joining our attention together. It's what a joint attention and you could do it with Mm -hmm. games. And a lot of times it's taught. Um, Mm -hmm. And if the other peer does not initiate it, those with autism won't initiate it at all. Right. right. Um, So I wouldn't be so upset um, if Mm -hmm. you're upset or concerned about that, because it will get taught (laughs) eventually. That's just (laughs) an idea that popped into my head about snaps
1: and clicks. Try some fidgets.
0: Fidgets, Um, yeah. Just sitting there playing uh, with the fidgets, yeah.
1: My, so um, actually I'll try to have this done for next week. Curtis has found some really good fidgets um, that he likes that has some, you know, pops and clicks and some just different hand movements. And so hopefully we'll have that shot and we can roll that into um, for next week or I might even just throw that into my video this week. Um, We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Um, uh, but those fidgets sometimes can give that snapping and that clicking noise
0: mm-hmm. that
1: they really like. And it's more of a subtle versus, you know, it's so really
0: hard just, to, yeah,
1: just kind of play around with it because, um, there's just a whole slew of reasons, but there are some absolutely huge positive things going on there. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of positive. I was yes. very cool to read that is awesome. She's making some huge headway. That's amazing. Um, and just, you know, just kind of work with her. Uh, I think, I think it's in, you know, wouldn't it be a good idea maybe to sit and play with the baby and with her?
0: Yes. At the same time, at the same time that you're teaching that joint attention and teaching that is not just, the baby's toy it's everybody's toy for the baby and you play with the baby and we mm-hmm. kind of will go into that later on. Cause we did mention it. Um, you know, in yeah. our, when we were discussing it, um, earlier today. Oh yeah, we did. We did.
1: We did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So our, our, another, other question, um, so that, you know, you're looking at the stimulation. So that was really good that you caught on to that stimulation. Um, are there some potential feelings of jealousy that she's not quite sure on how to express? Right. Um, I was mentioning um, that this was the potential topic for the, um, the episode yesterday with um, my husband's parents. And he reminded, she, they reminded me of, there's a seven year gap between my husband and his sister. And there was some, they, they were talking about how that age gap sometimes can create those feelings of jealousy. Um, and you know, but with autism, it's going to, you know, if it's neurotypical kids, it's going to be, you're going to be able to see it. You're going to be able to have them say something.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: But not with, uh, and if there's feelings of jealousy or some other feelings that they can't get out seek a counselor counselors are actually good mm-hmm. um i have found that having a counselor for curtis when i can right now we're still in the process of eh, insurance uh, it is november 2nd <laughs> everybody we still we have to deal with that um but anyway um he has actually had some really great progress made when he's been with a counselor learning some coping strategies and be able to he's been able to talk to um, the counselor more, mm-hmm. and that has been really, really helpful for him. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and usually most insurances will pay for um, counseling, uh, for especially for autism and for other things. So that's always an option. And then our last uh, question that we thought of, and that actually has been on my mind lately, um, especially since we talked about uh, meltdowns, was, is her ability, are her abilities lower than that of her peers' age? Um, I have always, I've been really thinking about making some, what's the word, concessions, I guess, for Curtis's abilities, trying to understand what his true abilities are mm-hmm. versus what I want them to be. Um, and, and that's a, that's a difficult, you know, yes, I would love him to respond and um, you know, to when I tell him to after the first or second time, is he able to? No, we're back down to that. I know you'd been working on that. You're, I know we got him almost up to three, right?
0: Correct. Um, He's
1: back down to about five to seven. There it is. Oh, Kira says, okay, thank you for your great advice. She is mostly nonverbal. And has no way of telling us how she feels so it's a huge guessing game yes yeah, she was dead with a she was diagnosed with a mental age of two and she's four
0: so the okay. toys that she's playing with and that's what we're going to talk about um you're actually a step ahead of us yes um,
1: those um, toys that she's, that's,
0: yeah that's
1: actually our next thing <laughs> this is so awesome yes. okay so <laughs> Um, the next thing we talk about we were thinking about is should the toys be age appropriate? And we've got two things, the Mm -hmm. mental versus the chronological.
0: Correct. So we can go ahead and since she commented. Um she's two she had the mental age of two, but she's four. So mental age is the developing age of the brain. Um and how the brain pretty much develops. Um, right. And where your chronological age is your birth year every year. Right. So her daughter says that um, she's four, but she's age two. So if she's playing with baby toys or toys that are meant for the baby, she's actually playing with the appropriate toys for her level. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in education, we always try to teach to their levels and bring them up. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we go into gradual um, removal right because right so gradual Mm -hmm. removal meaning okay she likes to play with the toys because they're age-appropriate okay we're gonna get you working on those skills working on and working with those developing skills let you develop them get comfortable with them and then Mm -hmm. gradually move those toys away and start giving you more age-appropriate toys and Mm -hmm. then she might always be a year behind in her toys which is it's okay i mean Mm -hmm she, she's one of a kind. She's unique. Um, yeah. and that's okay. That's,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you're noticing, you know, some fine motor skills, um, mm-hmm. because those are the type of toys that you're going to be really developing your fine motor skills, you're grasping, putting things together, um, stacking puzzles, that kind of thing. Right. Um, if she's, if she's having some problems with that, you know, that's something that will let you know that you might need to look um, for into your sensory processing mm-hmm. uh, disorder, especially with like the sounds and mm-hmm. the clicks. Um, and you also probably need to look for the potential of an occupational therapist and a physical therapist. And sometimes those can be in the same office, but your occupational therapist will help you more with your. Um, if I'm not right, it's the OT that helps more with those fine mm-hmm. motor skills
0: um eventually
1: right. he's gross motor yeah gross okay yeah there's a difference between fine motor and gross motor and mm-hmm. that's where the division i've always dealt yeah i've dealt more with the um meeting the issues with the fine motor because we've been in ot constantly um so the major skills um curtis has you know the walking the the pt then the gross motor would be like able to walk or mm-hmm. um jump that kind of stuff right whereas the fine motor would be the little things like right now one of the things he's working on in ot is cursive writing mm-hmm. which the crazy thing is but i think this but this is amazing his cursive is way better and is so gorgeous compared to his print
0: because you don't have to pick up your pen you yep. can continue and you can continue thinking you don't have to mm-hmm. think about letter formation. And we have an amazing OT
1: right now. I uh, just love her to death, and she's had given us some great ideas. So um, yeah, OT can be a great thing. Can be so thing. helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so. And she can also give you some really good activities to help you with the gradual removal, um, going from the toys to age-appropriate toys if you wanna do chronological age-appropriate. And mm-hmm. you, she can ultimately move her away from toys because activities are can do the same thing as toys, yeah. um, and so she can give you really good activities that mm-hmm. you can take chalk instead and different, you know, yeah, all kind of different things. OT is yeah. they're amazing, yeah. <laughs> they don't well, get enough credit,
1: <laughs> you know. And that uh, another thing that people always tend to you know battle with is you know should. Especially as they get older.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: my son's 12. He has the mental age of about 10 ish. Mm, give or take. 10, 10 or 11. 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, boys are, whether they're uh, autistic or not,
0: usually you naturally to be younger. They mature naturally
1: younger. Yep. <laughs> um, but there's still some things that, you know, um he absolutely loves since softness is a texture something that he really you know is calming to him right the stuffed animals and stuff are a good thing for him and you know we used to want to take we used to have to have a large stitch with us all the time right but as he got older we kept we have stitch we have stitch and he could still have them but we've gotten him to be smaller so that he can be with him and be in a bag. Whereas the large stitch <laughs> it would take up the little backpack or the whole fidget bag. So, you know, we've, as he's gotten older, we've kind of just reduced the size. Right. Or there's certain things that he loves doing that are not really appropriate to do outside the home. But when we're home, have fun.
0: Have fun. But Outside
1: the home, no, not so much. <laughs> um, not anything inappropriate, just you
0: know. all right. You're just keeping the separation of home and outside separate. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing, which is yeah. you're teaching them privacy. Um, mm-hmm. and teaching that privacy is okay.
1: Yeah. For when you get older and yeah. Anyway, um,
0: yeah, that's, a whole right different.
1: <laughs> that's a whole different bugging. <laughs> <Older ball game. laughs> so, um, after we've talked about a little bit about what to do with, um, you know, some of the issues that come, we come across as, uh, with autism parents, We thought of some tips and tricks just to use with kids overall.
0: Overall, it works in the school building too. (laughs) Yes,
1: At any grade, whether it's in the self-contained classroom or not.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, So now the first one, hide the, so this is the hiding of the toys. I'll have to kind of backtrack on this. So my mom um, tells me, and I don't remember this. If we didn't pick up our toys, she would just go around later with a box put all the toys up in the box or container of some sort, and then hide it away. And after a while, we'd like totally forget that we had the toys. And then she'd bring it back out after a while. And we'd be like Christmas all over again. So, um, occasionally, you know, that might be something you can do with your kids if they're not cleaning them up. And then you don't have to buy any toys all the time. But you gotta make sure that box stays hidden though. Yes. Yes. I tried that with my kids. Um, I tried that with Curtis and Mickey. Except Curtis found out where the box was.
0: Yeah, and then it doesn't work so well. No,
1: it did not work at all. We had a meltdown about stealing toys. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it was it was uh, yeah it was all about how his um, uh, I'm looking over here again. There it is. Okay, it was all about how he um, we had stolen his toys and those toys were rightfully his, and it was like, um, buddy. <laughs> So the other thing we have is become a toy whisperer.
0: Correct.
1: Okay. You want to describe that one?
0: So this one, um, you see teachers use a lot or parents use a lot. Um, You just take like, for example, let's say they are right now. I'm in a Toy Story kick. Um, They're arguing over Woody. Okay. And the two kids are arguing over Woody. So you're like, oh, let me see. You come running in. You're like, let me see Woody. Let me see what he has something to tell me he's got to tell me something. And you pull him up to him and you go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you say whatever your message to help them. So ultimately it's coming from Woody and it's not coming from you. So for example, like, oh, guys, um, Woody just told me that he doesn't want to play with you guys. Um, he says we need to take a break until we know how to play nicely. And he just kind of like, oh, wait. like, And it's a nice, subtle way to say, mm-hmm. hey, instead of no, just give it here. It, it's taking the you, the authority. to figure, don't keep your authority. Right. Without making mm-hmm. you the bad person. Um, Toy Whisperer works amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to I might a certain just, age, but. <laughs> I might try it someday just to be funny because then it just would right. break up. It would break up the fight in between my two. Right. And then they would stop.
0: So it uses a distraction because sometimes just distracting and getting them out of the element that they're in Mm -hmm. can ultimately stop fighting as well with toys or that battle between one toy. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) i see, another thing we had was to, um, especially right now, because we're just about we're heading into that Christmas season. I know we got the catalogs already at home. Mm -hmm. Catalogs as it is. (laughs) um if you get a new toy pass another one on
0: correct get one pass one
1: yeah get one pass one. we do that with um clothing as well Mm -hmm. um that's just an easy way to do um because you need the room plus uh, if it's a toy that you haven't played with in a long time um we have a place that we can donate them uh and the donation goes towards a good cause in our instance it's it's a it's a thrift store um, that benefits Teen Challenge, where my husband works as the director of communications. So, you know, it's a um, you can find different places like that, Goodwill, what have you. Um, toys for Tots sometimes takes, I don't know if they're taking, they'll probably be taking newer toys, I'm not sure. I mean, who knows what's going on this year. But just be open for looking for some of those places. The other place you can take them is sometimes there are um, places this just popped into my mind, um, a place where a lot of foster kids would get removed and they would go into like a, a house hmm. of some sorts in a ministry house that would have um, kids that were being pulled from a home. They won't have any toys. Yep. So and you, you could
0: to a kid. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: donate them there. You know, there's lots of places you can donate toys um, around the Christmas holidays. So be thinking of that. Um, another so the last couple that we have I'll we'll go through real quickly um, well three if you can't do if you can't play nicely go play with something else.
0: yep just put them up completely
1: mm-hmm. um, the, we kind of talked about natural dis- distractions, not disasters although that's what my kids' rooms looks like sometimes <laughs> and I'm sure there's plenty they can uh, know about that one but um let them do some decluttering themselves hmm. Within
0: reason, of course. Um, I am actually been
1: really surprised. Uh, Curtis has actually been giving up some of the toys himself.
0: Yeah. and That's natural. And when we talk about natural decluttering is the older they get and the more they're in school and around their peers, they recognize what is popular, what is not. And then themselves, like, hmm, it's yeah. not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. um so it, it it's natural you're i mean we grow out of play with barbie dolls we grow out of play with hot wheels now mm-hmm. you may go to four wheelers and dirt bikes as an older version yeah. but um <laughs> and
1: that's not to say that they have to you know as right I, I don't know i don't know about you but i still have some of the things a few still have
0: legos we still big we still build with legos now <laughs> yeah,
1: i mean Legos are just. Great. i mean um, like was like those are just cool. awesome um it but is. no but I still work. have some like I we kept um our, my um dollhouse and the so we, mm-hmm, and some Nikki now has it so she can play it and we're gonna we're actually right. gonna fix up the dollhouse together there you so go. you know there's there's things that we keep like I still have some stuffed animals that you know my grandmother right. made handmade for me and that. she's since passed on. So I'll be able to share those with the kids and it'll be a great memory. Yeah, um, so there's sure.
0: memory things, there's things like that. Yeah, and, that's where you can have a conversation with antiques versus mm-hmm. not, or um, family heirlooms and talk about your family history. Like we're not getting rid of this because it's not family history. Um, mm-hmm. And just have that conversation because. Yeah. Just appreciating what comes down from family is a big. It thing. is thing. It is, and of course, there's, um,
1: you know, uh, adult obsessions.
0: I will. Admit. Those will never go away, uh, even when I, you get. They just they don't go away.
1: I know. I, I still have. I have <laughs> action
0: figures, but, but
1: they're in the boxes because they're collector items.
0: I got my Jack. So, and I'm go. not talking about alcohol. I'm talking about Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, so, we all have our things. And so do.
1: as do. long as it doesn't overtake the entire house.
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh,
1: um, well, I don't know. My husband's shirking sure like, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, those are some ideas. Um some things to think about as uh your kids getting older and some things that you can think about as you're looking for um the behaviors. You know, all of your behaviors can they communicate something. do something <gasps> so think think about that and see if you can maybe figure it out. And Kira, we wish you all the best. thank you for the question and um
0: Thank you. Hopefully
1: soon you'll be able to get into PEX cards and um some technology so that she'll be able to speak with you and that's gonna be an amazing thing. I'm um, in I'm in some um Facebook groups, autism groups, and I've seen some things about how their nonverbal child all of a sudden says, I love you.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's just
1: like, oh <sighs> you know, or for me, yes, my son can talk a mile a minute, but you know, like the other day we were walking down the street and he just reached up and grabbed my hand.
0: Oh, now, now it's the nonverbal. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they're there. They let you know. And that's what I like about it. I don't like it when they're like, oh, they're nonverbal. They can't communicate. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. You just got to have a good trained eye and really look for it. But they can. Mm-hmm.
1: They so can. keep looking for that, those mm-hmm. those moments. And you'll, you'll find them. You'll find and them. treasure in them.
0: Home. You'll find them. You will. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So... We hope that this has been helpful for you. Um, please like, and subscribe. And if there's any other topics or questions you have for us, please email us at info at my spectrum life, or you can contact us through our other social outlets, social media Facebook outlets. That's
0: Facebook and Instagram at my spectrum life. And you can also find us at Twitter um, at my spectrum life with the number one
1: make sure you like and subscribe to the video and click the bell if you'd like to be notified when we have new videos up we are going to be doing videos this week last week was kind of a really kind of didn't have any much to do right halloween is helping um but now (laughs) this week we are going to have our um videos so make sure you like and subscribe and hit that bell uh, notification so you can uh figure out when you those videos come up yes and as always Remember, and a whole lot of faith, love, and lots and lots of fidget toys. <laughs> We're going to make it.
0: We will. Thanks.
1: Bye.